0: I'm Sarah Seven, and you are listening to Tornado Radio, where we're all safe and sound in the eye of the unstoppable Central Texas music storm. All right, folks, we got another good one for you. For this episode of Tornado Radio, we are on location at Madstone Studios, just somewhere outside of Temple, bringing you the Madstone Band members of the band are james stone joshua sperling and the tom jones not the singer but the tom jones yeah this is the same tom jones who is casey Stanislaw's bass player yeah you guys are sharing a rhythm section but yeah that's pretty cool take it away
1: madstone it's great to be here today with you in your studio in temple thank you for taking the time to talk with us just to clarify one thing for our listeners today about the name of this band i understand that it's mad as in crazy not mad as in angry that's correct so james how did the name madstone come about
2: it was a gentleman named uh, mark madson and um James Stones, so when there would be a Mad Stone, but that was back in 1976. So, uh, so it went along for a long time, and I've uh, been in a bunch of different bands since then. And we were at a gig with a bunch of guys it was last minute, and they go, Hey, what's your name? You gotta have a name. And it just popped out, and it's been Madstone ever since.
1: What do you want to accomplish as a band?
2: Seventy thousand people screaming someplace and and making a great big old pile of cash, but but more than anything else, I just want to be a one hit wonder.
3: <laughs> no, no, no we're uh, actually going on tour. That's that's the actual. <laughs> you gotta have the one hit. That's the the goal, the you know the focus right now. Yeah,
4: but you gotta have that one hit.
5: No, 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 that yeah, yeah. How about hit? you start with that one hit?
0: Yeah, and that's
2: then right.
4: that's Rest. all. No. I, I, even if it's a jingle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. I don't care. And I just love to play. That's, that, that's the main thing. I mean, I've been playing my whole life. I'm sure Tom can attest. It's, it's uh, one of those things where once you, know, it's you get in into your this, blood, you're, you're done. Yeah. And if you get into this business because you think you're going to make a whole lot of money or you're going to have a whole lot of girls or whatever you think it is, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what gives you the most satisfaction?
4: Keeping that old music alive from Madstone.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, two of the guys that were in that band have died, and the music is still strong. It is still strong, isn't
2: it? You know, I, I tell you, I guess the, you know, the feeling you get when you have a packed house and people are having a blast, and it's, I call it a woohoo moment. Yeah. Today. yeah and, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, <laughs> you live for those with the house
1: to ask a few more questions about people's names. Tom Jones?
4: Yes,
1: ma'am. Like in the movie?
4: I actually think I'm older than he is, so I'm going to claim it first.
1: Okay, got it. He's still your name. And what about the nickname? I was playing
4: with a little blues band down in Beaumont, Texas, and at the time I used a PV 412 cabinet and a 300 watt head, and it was in a room about the size of this one or smaller, the black gentleman who was saying lead and uh, directing music decided that uh, he was just going to call me Thunder from then on.
2: So now I have to tell you about where Mad Dog came from. Yes, uh. it is one of those things because it's Mad Stone, so we got to have a Mad Dog. When we're in playing and everything else, we kind of go on this whole thing where you know, there's a drummer. We got a little chain, he's chained to the ground and stuff like that. Don't get too close to him, he bites, you know.
3: He is a crazy man, he is an awesome drummer. That's the one and only of you, Joshua Sperling. Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a nickname as a drummer, so, you know, he told me the story behind it. If it's you know, it was cool. I just want to play.
4: Yeah, that's kind of the, the way we all feel. We're, we're here because we love to play. I picked up my first bass in late 70, and I'm still at it. And I'm 73. Age is not a, a, a thing that we need to worry
3: about in music. It's not, but for you. <laughs> now, now, now,
4: don't start none of your
3: stuff. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I just had to say. Romeo. Because, so this guy is older 30. Over here, and this guy is old too. <laughs> like he said, he has songs from the seventies. <laughs> but no, but it's been cool though. Like it, it's cool because they know what they're doing.
1: So, how did the three of you come together as a band?
2: Tom, um, I met at uh, the Music Association of Central Texas meeting, which I'm a board member. But it, it hadn't happened yet, and it took a couple of months after I met him and stuff like that. And I just asked him if he wanted to uh, see what we could do together. During that time, then
3: Joshua started playing with another band. Right, I played as many as three sometimes. So,
2: this COVID crap came along, and we had just tried Joshua Allen, and it's been a pleasure and a joy to play with him. It's just uh, amazing what I think is probably one of the better drums I've ever played with. So, love you, man.
5: 50
1: Okay, do you guys have a fun story from your time spent together as a band?
3: Oh, yes. This old (laughs) man right here, Tom Jones. Here we go again. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. This dude right here, Tom Jones. Okay. He's doing old man stuff. I don't know what he's doing, but he breaks his ankle, okay? In, in, In the meantime, we have rehearsals in like two and three gigs while this is going on, no exaggeration, he breaks his ankle, Then, like two, three days later, he has a heart attack or something, I don't know, he f***ing died or something, I mean, I'm sorry, like he, this is really a traumatic experience for me, because I like Tom, I mean, he's cool, but this dude like, broke his ankle, and had a heart attack in the same week, I'm not lying, and he still made it to rehearsals, when he got out the hospital, and ended up making it to, I think all the gigs, and I told him, what would I tell you, Tom? Uh, what did I tell you, Tom? You, yeah. you going to
4: kill me if I died.
3: I told you. I told you, that, Tom. What would I tell you, Tom?
1: Your music has some really great energy. It had me foot tapping, to- table thumping, and chair dancing. How would you describe the music you all make together?
2: You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of different kinds of music. We have some swing blues. We have some uh, hard rock and roll. If you don't break a sweat, he played and part of it is the energy that we, we have together and the energy is kind of what it's about and what makes it fun.
1: inspired each of you to begin creating music?
4: Actually, I guess I could take it all the way back to my dad and his love for jazz. Me and my sisters, and my younger brother, we all at one time or another played in the high school band. And then I went into service, and I didn't play till I got out. I had actually given up on guitar. I just didn't have the manual dexterity to do it. It didn't work for me. But I can do things on bass. It's just something that grew on me, and I haven't been able to give it up.
2: I started playing when I was a little kid fourth grade on the cello. played in the North Virginia Symphony Orchestra in eighth grade. I played in quartets in ninth grade on the cello I played at the Kennedy Center in eighth grade. you know in school and in class and everything else. I started writing poetry started writing love songs, started writing you know different things down mostly because I wasn't paying any attention whatsoever to anything in class but a lot of those ended up becoming songs of some kind. One of them's Take It or Leave It, which we still play, which has been played by so many different people over, I don't know how many years, and it's still an awesome tune. Um, and there's another one called uh, Drink My Wine. Those are things that were written in high school, man, in the 70s, and they're still awesome
3: tunes. I started in seventh grade. Obviously, my grandma was big in music. like She supported me. And in seventh grade, I um, for band. I did better on saxophone, but I ended up doing percussion. Temple High School, I have to say that, because they have one of the best jazz programs in the state of Texas, Temple Highlighters. They went to the Jazz Lincoln Center a few times, which is the highest high school jazz around the world. I think they only picked 10 or 11 bands. This is the program I am brought up on. And then you have Temple College. I know it sounds so small, but it's so big. It really is. I have to say this because Temple College On the other hand, they have so many great jazz musicians. Like Dr. Iram, this guy is literally amazing. Like he has bred a lot of great musicians. I'm talking about musicians that are endorsed now, musicians that are making money solely off of music. So when I went to Temple College, make a long story short, um, I was in every band possibly. I got first in the state of Texas community college-wise my second year. My first year, I got third. There's a lot of great musicians um, with that said, I gotta
2: add this: we have been working with the Texas Music Cafe. That is a show that's been around for 23 years on PBS and different self uh, syndicated around the world, and probably I've uh, heard the second largest collection of live music recordings in the world. Anyway, we've been working with uh, with them for a little while, and um, we went Matt Stone went in and recorded live ourselves, but at 4.30 on Sunday afternoon on channel 25, put it on your DVR, and I think the end of December, first part of January, uh, you'll see Matt Stone along with some of the other MACT musicians that are, are Central Texas.
1: Can you tell our listeners about Steve Burnside?
2: Steve Burnside is a guy who has been playing music since he was a little kid actually became emancipated when he was, before he was 21, 18, I guess, and uh, went on the road and never came home. That was his job. He made a living at it, and he wrote a lot of great music, and we still play Uh, Roxanne. We play play the Blue, we play Blowdown Blues, and Little Miss May. I met him in probably 2004, and we are in there, and we started playing together. He had a band called Hester Prime. Anyway, um, you know, he'd been around a long time. might call it a road hard, put away wet, <laughs> along those lines. And uh, we went, somebody went to go get him to take him to rehearsal one day, and then was, he was gone. And uh, I'm missing forever, but uh, that's the Yeah, never forget him.
1: Which song of his was your favorite?
4: Yeah, that's a hard one, because we love them all.
1: I'd say
2: are the ones we're playing, I, I like slow-down blues, but they're all, they're all good.
1: Uh, my personal favorite Madstone song is Mr. Bones' Wild Ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about it?
2: All right, all right, okay, first off, Mr. Bones' Wild Ride. Back in the 70s, there was a thing called Simp City. There was a roller coaster in that called Mr. Bones' Wild Ride. Mr. Bones' Wild Ride went three miles an hour. Took an entire year. Took an entire year to make the circle. And when you got off the ride, you walked all the way around the park. And when you got back to the end of the walk, you were back at the entrance of the ride instead of the the ride memory.
1: Tell me which Mad Stone song is your favorite? My
2: favorite song is one called "Your Eyes," but it's just prettiest damn song you ever heard. Of. If you haven't heard it yet, you gotta listen to it. So we did a full band, but the the, the picking is something that I developed uh, over the years. And good luck trying to copy me.
4: Probably Mr. Bones.
3: I like Little Miss Man. I don't know why. Oh, it just grooves.
1: Oh, okay, do you have any other particular song you'd like to tell us about? I guess so. That that song, Alone
2: Again, is is also a uh, 12-string progression where the picking is very, very unusual and very, very different and almost impossible to recreate. But that song is about meeting my wife. So, so for me, it has a very personal meeting
5: down love
1: Our listeners find your work.
2: Reverb Nation slash Madstone Band.
1: There's Facebook.
2: There's videos out there. Links to almost everything else. Just look for Madstone. Go out and like us. Uh, Bandcamp, iTunes, Spotify. Just look for Madstone there. But apparently, a Madstone is a thing—a hairball from a monkey or a horse that yeah, is almost a rock, almost petrified. Right, yeah, so. When, a, when an animal died, they would take this stone out of their stomach and they would actually put it in wine for the king and it would and soak up any poisons. you want well, to look it up, that stone is a real thing. It's not free. But...
3: And that's what you named your bad? No, I have no idea, man. I have no idea. I didn't find that out until later. It was kind of late. By the way, y'all can merchandise on the website it's coming out soon. Uh pretty soon we'll have t-shirts for on tour. <laughs> no, for real. We will have that for real. Uh Madstone, we could buy the Madstone hat, Mad T shirt, whatever. We really have that. So yes, it doesn't matter now because I wear these things. That's why you could buy them. Because I wear these things. So <laughs> I'm walking around H E B with you know the family. And people are like, "Look at him! He doesn't even know, you know." And they're just laughing. But now I know why they looking at me so funny because he, they're
2: like, "He's a mad stone. I guarantee you, Josh. Ninety-nine percent of people that see that name have no
1: idea. Oh man! I I want to hear about this tour that's happening.
4: Josh has been saying that since we got him in here and we really jailed. No. He said, we're going on tour. I
3: don't even know what happened. Something happened really, It really did. It was a gig rehearsal. I don't know, but whatever happened since then, I've been saying we're going on tour. And I told these old guys because they don't look at their fan page or their Facebook page, by the way, that's where oh, you got to go to it. You can see the lightning. everything. listen to it. Um, So on the page it says on tour. I told this guy and it still says on tour. So the best way to get us on tour, you go on the page and you put a fire, you just like a match, and this mad stone, (laughs) guys, you know, where the sun don't shine, so then we could go on tour. You got to go on the page, you got to, you know, follow, buy some merchandise, you know, do stuff like that, and we will be
1: on tour. Thank you for allowing us to interview you today, and we appreciate you being on the show and wish you the best of luck in your
2: future endeavors. Thank you so much for having us. We really, really appreciate it. It was fun having
4: you here. It's fun to talk to, to have a chance to talk, actually, to people other than these two clowns.
5: (laughs)
3: All seriousness. And this is actually cool. This is a cool experience. I've never done this before. But this was cool. I'm actually grateful for this. Like, this is actually a blessing. Like, I'm humble for this because now I just feel like I told you we're going on tour. Not now, <laughs> this is official. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> we are going on tour. <laughs>
0: Are at O'Brien's for a live show here. And I am talking with Barry. My first question is What is your definition of a musician?
6: My definition of a musician is a person that comes out here and plays for their fans.
0: Amen to that. Another definition of a musician is somebody who loads $5,000 worth of gear into a car that cost them $500 to drive 100 miles to get paid 50 bucks. Yeah, we're just talking about musician economics and how musicians can make a living if they can make a living. So first off, do you have any thoughts on that?
6: I mean, I've seen a lot of musicians make a good living. I know a young cat named Cody Johnson clawing his way to where he's got selling out the Houston Astrodome. It can be done. Yes, it can. But
0: like you said, there's a lot of work involved, isn't there? For a gigging musician, how much do you think uh, they can get paid, like, a night for a performance like this?
6: Not very much. To be honest with you, probably a house takes a lot of it.
0: Yeah. For a lot of the venues, they can't pay much unless people come in and, you know, buy drinks and food and stuff. From what I've seen, it's about, like, 50 bucks, maybe 100. Some of the bigger venues can afford to pay more.
6: Can you think of any other ways
0: that musicians can make money besides
6: playing live? Make records. You know, Spotify, iTunes, all that.
0: And considering how little the artist makes per play, it's going to take a lot. Like a thousand plays. How much money does that make them? I don't know. It's
6: not about the money. It's about the soul and the passion to want to do what you want to do.
0: I personally look at it as making just enough money to feed the music addiction. (laughs)
6: Yeah, you're right about that. You know, people that are out here right now drinking their beer at the bar, they're not thinking about, they're just thinking they're paying their cover charge when instead, you got 10 bucks in your wallet, go ahead and drop it in the tip jar. It's gonna help that musician out with guitar, strings, or amp equipment, anything else.
0: Well said, thank you very much. So here I am with Renee. So my first question is, how do you get a bass player off of your porch? Pull a string. (laughs) That might work. But the best way I know is to pay him for the food you ordered and give them a tip. So yeah, we're just talking about how musicians make a living. Do you know how musicians make a living?
1: Yes, author, spouses or girlfriend or family?
0: Yes. <laughs> Do you have any idea like, how much uh, musicians get paid, like per night in a performance? It's really not enough. Yeah, I think they can afford to pay more than like $100 per person. Some places only play $50. That is not enough. Yeah, especially for like how long it takes for them to get prepared for a gig. Because you know, they're playing 3-4 hours a night, but then there's all the practice. Do you do any like streaming? Actually, I like Spotify. I listen to that every day at work. How much money do you think a musician gets paid like per thousand streams? Not enough, but I'm thinking maybe fifty bucks. I think it's like fractions of a cent per stream. So it might be twenty bucks, maybe. Gonna have to look that up. Yeah, but it, it ain't a lot. We're just looking at the economics of it. And what we're seeing is that musicians don't really do this to make money, that's for sure.
1: They do it because they
0: love their passion for it. Agreed. I am standing outside of Brian's with Happy All right, so I got a question for you. What's the difference between a folk guitarist and a
7: large pizza? About nine ninety nine is my guess.
0: A large pizza can actually feed a family of four.
7: But the folk guitarist is so good, dude.
0: Yeah, it'll fill you up. Yeah, you know a little bit about music and economics, yes?
7: I know a little little bit about money, and I know a little bit about music.
0: So, in your experience. And your observation, how do musicians actually make a living? Or do they make a living?
7: Good musicians make no money. Fucking cover bands make a ton of money.
0: You sound like somebody who's either worked for or with musicians. Have you hired any musicians?
7: I had a bar on 6th Street and I hired musicians for a living.
0: Okay. What did you, if you don't mind saying, what was the usual pay for for bands?
7: I mean, it all depends. I would give them a meal, a few drinks, a bar tab, because this is where I'm from. It's old school. But you know what? If you don't bring 100 fucking people to come get a couple of $2 drinks and a fucking $5 shot, why the fuck would I bring you into my bar? You're motherfucking selling waters? You know how much money I make on waters? Nothing. You know how much I can pay you with when I have no money coming in? Nothing. Just fucking realize... It's give and take, and if I don't make money, I can't fucking pay you. That's the fucking reality of the damn business.
0: It's pretty bleak. Pretty bleak, especially when you consider, well, how how much time do you think that the average band requires to, like, prepare, like, a set to play for you on a given night?
7: Look, look, your time is your money. If you can't translate that into people coming out to fucking pay to hear you play, then you... up man, you gotta focus on the fucking money because when I'm paying you, I need the money to fucking pay you.
0: Alright, I am standing here with Jennifer and Courtney. <laughs> uh, so first question is: what do you call a guitar player without a girlfriend? Lonely <laughs> broke <laughs> broken, lonely, and also homeless. Yeah, we're talking about how musicians make a living. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I mean, you better sound damn good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So how much do you think a band member gets paid, like, for a night's performance? Probably nothing. Hardly anything. I used to know some band members, and they always said, we don't make s***. Maybe, like, one to 500, if you're you good, know, 500, yeah, I if you're good. How do you bring yeah. in, yeah. so your gas to come to the concert if you're making fifty. Yeah, yeah. That is that's a thing. And then you gotta figure how much time does it take to practice up for that show. How much do they make per hour, I'm wondering. God I don't know, like nothing.
1: (laughs) Hardly anything. They're making fifty a night. God Do
0: you guys have any idea like how much a musician gets paid for like a thousand streams? no idea maybe like 50 cents. yeah i know it's like a percentage per stream maybe but i don't know i'm thinking it's a labor of love yeah and i'm thinking of what they do yeah okay so here i am with nick how can you tell when a singer is at your door
8: if you hear a song outside and it's being produced by a person
0: that's one way another way is they can't find the key and they don't know when to come in. And some people think that singers aren't actually musicians, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, we're talking about how musicians make a living. Okay. And um, are you a musician or do you know any musicians?
8: Um, yes, I do. I know musicians. I like to participate in music, but I wouldn't consider myself one.
0: OK. For like a performance such as the one tonight, how much do you think uh, these guys get paid?
8: Um I wouldn't like to judge what they're getting paid. I hope they're making a lot. I would say probably about 200 bucks, 300 bucks.
0: What are some of the other ways that a musician could make money besides playing live?
8: There's just so many ways. It's up to them and what style they play for and what their audience receives if they have a target market.
0: Yeah, so they definitely need to be thinking about their market. And
8: like the merchandise side of it, I mean, that's the funnest part.
0: Actually, yeah, that is um, one of the ways that musicians can make some money is by selling merch.
8: Sometimes guys do it too early, and nobody cares about their merch. So they do it, you know. But I think that uh, when they come out with merchandise at the right times, and they've had enough time to think about it, and it really uh, displays what they're trying to convey, that's the way they make it.
0: That almost sounds like a marketing strategy.
8: Uh, fast market failures—all I've really seen.
0: Yeah, so maybe some musicians, maybe some musicians
8: should hire a guy like you to help them out. I'm serious. Um, that, uh, that comes down to them.
0: I'm—I'm I'm wondering how many musicians have a good business sense because I'm figuring some do and some don't.
8: Um. I would say the Bellamy brothers have the best business sense because they can create two different sounds, being brothers, and they can carry each other's voices through a song, and they work together so well that they match, sort of like how the Backstreet Boys uh, took off. They all blended their voices. So when you say the best musician with the best strategy, I'd say the Bellamy brothers.
0: That uh, You make a good point. Do you uh, listen to any streams, anything like that, like... Spotify, iTunes, that sort of stuff. Cuz I think they only make like fractions of a cent on or pennies or something on each stream. I'm not sure, but it's I know it's not a lot.
8: No, not at all. That's why you have to get a bunch of views. They don't make very much at all. I mean, but you can hit accuracy by volume.
0: That is true. That is true. Thanks a lot. Okay, first question. What do you call a musician with a college degree?
7: A musician with a college degree. Um a f- idiot.
0: Well. <laughs> according to my sources, you call no, them night manager at McDonald's. Night Somebody manager at McDonald's. Take that. I call
7: them a real musician. They actually did it.
0: No, right now we're talking about musician economics. How musicians make a living and you are a musician. Yes. Yes. Okay, so um have you made a lot of money so far?
7: Um I was in one band. this is five years ago, at our peak, our very peak we started out, we made 200 dollars a show. And then there was another club. They'd pay us 500. Mm-hmm. but eventually we got up to clubs paying us a1,000 dollars, and we broke up.
0: Okay, okay, so when you hit the big time, yeah, the band falls apart. So okay, you're talking like 50 to 100 dollars a night, and then how many hours did
7: you spend preparing for that performance? We played a gig here last week. I practiced 12 hours in the course of a month. So that's not that long.
0: Okay, so 12 hours, and then so you got paid $100. So yeah, wow, do the math. So let me guess, do you have a day job or
7: two? I have two.
0: Okay. (laughs) So what I'm hearing you say is that Making a living as a musician is not the easiest thing.
7: Fuck no.
0: So I'm standing here with? Dee Dee. Do you know a lot of musicians? Or are you a fan? Are you by chance a musician? I wish I was a musician. I love to sing, but can't carry a tune in a bucket. Since you know some musicians, you might be able to have some things to say about how musicians make a living. Like, like playing live. If they're really good they should make
1: more. If they are not very good, then yeah, you know.
0: Well, I think sometimes good is measured by how many people they can bring in. Very true.
1: Other than playing live, they have to have another kind of income, obviously. Music is so important, I think, in everyone's lives. It has meaning. With my students, I use music for calmness, for exercise, for getting their wiggles out. And I just think music is important. I love music myself. But, yeah, you make a good point, though, that we do need music. You bring music in, and there's so many things that you can do with music.
0: So, yeah, so don't quit your day job There's playing live. Some people have talked about merch. Some people have talked about selling recordings, streaming, that kind of thing. So we've been listening to Matt Kerling and Derek Healing. And I think there have been some other people playing, too. I heard some other voices. But, yeah, they brought out a good crowd tonight. This being O'Brien's, I think they're being treated pretty well. All right, so we've talked with some of the fans who've come out to support these guys. And we've got a lot of different interesting perspectives. Some people have some idea of what the reality is. There are a lot of things that aren't quite known, and I don't think people really appreciate how it all works. And obviously there's a tension between the venues and the... Musicians, the venues need to make money. They can't always afford to pay the musicians what they're worth. Some venue owners take the position that it's up to the musicians to bring in the audience. But the truth is, it's very unpredictable whether it's the venue or the artist that does the promoting. There's no way really to tell how much of an audience you're going to get on a given night. But no matter what, whether uh, an artist can make a living at it or not, it is a labor of love. So I'm going to leave you all with that thought for this episode of Tornado Radio and as always peace be with y'all.